What is up, everybody? We are on part two of the Mojave Road. What is up? This is Rick for Dirt. I don't do those fancy intros like Frank does. I do my own. <laughs> I am here with Frank. Hey, guys. And our good friend and very long overdue uh, person on the podcast, Matt. Oh, hey, what's up? How's it going? <laughs> that was your cue, bro. Oh, oh. No one pointed at me, so yeah. I wasn't really sure. I don't know what's going on. You got to keep here. up, man. Stay with us. Sorry. Here. Sorry. It's dark. So, Matt is somebody that for a little while shared individual kind of lives between Frank and I. Like, he knew Frank in one way, they were friends, and he kind of knew me through a different way, and we were friends, but Frank and I weren't part of like that little triangle that. Uh, That's true. Um, <laughs> we were separate friends, and now we are together friends. Um, since then we've kind of come together through the meetups, the RFDOC meetups yeah. uh, at the time it was rigs and coffee. And then, uh, we've spent many hours in each other's garages, um, and driveways working on our, uh, respective. I've projects. never been to Frank's garage. Or That's, That's true. true. Neither have I. That's true. You don't, you don't want to go <laughs> to my Frank garage. Frank have a driveway? I do. Or I, I do not have a driveway. I'm not really actually. sure. I don't I've never actually been. believe Frank has a garage. I don't have a driveway. I That's do fair. have a garage. <laughs> but I will say that Matt is like unofficially the RFD garage. Yeah. Right? Like you're, Matt's like the rig for dirt garage. Let's be honest. Like when we need something done, we go to Matt's house. <laughs> I don't know. We've done many of work in uh, Ali's driveway and garage. That's but, true. Lately we have. But yes. Yeah. yeah. I think we've worked on everybody's car at one point or another. My first experience. Including mine. Yeah. <laughs> right. <should> exactly. <laughs> my first experience, which should have like actually set the tone for me knowing better, but it didn't, um, is we replaced your uh, front and rear calipers with. Uh, an yeah. Extended. We did the uh, Dynatrack program. Oh, upgrade. I remember that. That was when the when yeah. the bolt snapped. Would you install? We had to go find snapped. a bolt. We did the Dynatrack Pro Grip Brake Upgrade. Got it. And it's so funny because yes, we had to go drive around all that of was, creation. Yes, all of creation. Not like the first time we six, had to do that though. <laughs> five or nope. six like auto parts stores. I would yeah, say that's probably the second time that we've had to do that. That's the second time we've had to do that. Yeah, once with it's uh, because Matt Frank's has his trailer habit. hitch and. Uh, once Both times they were pretty relatively simple jobs. Yeah. Well, listen like, on the on the caliper time, it was Matt's predisposition to adding red Loctite. So maybe this is what happened to me. I saw Matt put red Loctite on everything and shit broke, and then I just said, you know what? Maybe Loctite's not the right thing to do. <laughs> so you just went the so completely went, other direction. Completely, you're blaming, you're blaming Jeep <laughs> for I their blamed, Loctite when I took it I off. Blame Matt. Right. Don't get mad at them for that. Wait a minute. Yeah, that that was a stock it was, caliper. It was bolt. a stock caliper yeah. that we took off. Stock was red. It was whatever Jeep put on it. Really. And that's what broke when we took it off. That's true. That was stock. That's true. That had nothing to do with uh, any kind of upgraded Loctite or anything like that. Upgraded Loctite. Yeah. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it was green, too, by the way. (laughs) Pretty sure it was green. No, it was red. Yeah. I remember it was like, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 We drove all over town trying to find a bolt. I saw the pieces that broke off. And I remember at the end of the day, we ended up going to like Ace Hardware, buying a high grade bolt, and then adding a ton of washers. So this is one thing because we couldn't find the right length. That's 100% true because I (laughs) bought the bolt the next day at Jeep and had to reinstall it. Right. (laughs) So there's a good good pro tip in this little quick little banter. Use Loctite. <clears throat> sure. Use Loctite. Or Have extra you'll, bolts. You'll be like Ali. Use use extra bolts too. But there's one thing that people don't realize and which is why it's a pro tip is there are places out there. Um, Mc, what's it called? McCar what? Uh, McMaster car. Ms. McMaster car. There's uh, um, Granger. Granger. Even Home Depot will have different threads uh, that are pretty common. Stainless. Uh, right, right. My my point at the end of the day is that there's there's something for everything. Even even if you have to drill something out to a bigger size than it was, um, there's an opportunity to get a bigger size of hardware and put it in that. This is true. Yeah. It's a uh, everything is trial and error with mechanics. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I do it for a living, and yeah, there's still so- times where I'm like, I don't know if this is right, but. I don't have an option. I got to try it. I got to try and fix it. And then you learn from that experience if you didn't do it right the first time. Yeah. So Matt is interesting AF. Like the dude, he's a big inspiration for me, like with the way and direction of some of the things um, that I did with Kate. I flat out stole from Matt. And I've 
been very open and you know yeah his jeep was one it. of the first ones that you took a good long look at oh yeah no i, I mean remember. he yeah, well i he, definitely remember kate uh he came stock, stock yeah stock kate at uh rigs and coffee and i came and i saw you and i'm like oh this is the jeep i, I remember frank going hey this is my friend ollie ollie matt you guys should talk about Jeeps. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. And yeah. uh, I don't know how long it was. It might have been an hour or whatever conversation later. And you're like, hell yeah. That uh, was awesome. And then I've seen Kate right. transform from that to, you know, SEMA show build to uh, now without the rap. never a SEMA show build. Yeah. You shut your whore mouth. It was a SEMA show build. <laughs> <laughs> but it worked. That's right. That's, That's right. the difference. That's there was the no Bluetooth drive shafts. <laughs> no, it worked. <laughs> um, that was a Bluetooth hot, drive hot shaft. ticket of 2018. That was yeah. great. You don't know about the Bluetooth drive oh, shafts? Oh, I, know. Oh, that was great. So I was going to say you should go to SEMA. There's a lot. Yeah, of that them. was so good. I will say that Matt is kind of like Matt is an old soul. True. Like, yeah, like he Matt just is, so he little back up. Yeah, because he's he. What it's happened your today? It's your birthday? No, well, right? a couple days ago. Yeah, a couple days. It ago. was Wednesday. It was Wednesday. It's now. We celebrate. We're celebrating today couple though, of days ago shut up whatever and cheers you know matt turned 31 so happy birthday thank you which thank is you weird because, because we I'm all thought he was 41 like, yeah we all thought he was our age and i'm like that weird old dude hanging out with a kid <laughs> i'm not really sure how to take that guys uh do i look that old or is it just the way i speak if it's just the way i speak i'll take it a little bit if of i column look a, that old i need to work on a little something. bit of column b no i would say You've got a good head on your shoulders, I, You bro. know what? You know what it comes down to? Maturity and experience. And I think yeah. you have a good, you have a, you have a pretty reasonable amount of both. Yeah, brother. I mean, when I've been in a bind, you've kind of come through and I've never felt like, oh, here's somebody who just lacks confidence or experience in what they're doing. Here's a guy who's just like going to come get the shit done with me and move on. And it's always worked that way. It's always been a good, uh, good combo. Yeah. It's always been a good time. Uh, I mean, there's nothing I enjoy more than hanging out, drinking a couple of brewskis and uh, working on your boy's car or working on my car. <laughs> uh, by the way, guys, I have some things that I need to get done. <laughs> so, so no party at Matt's house. I'm extremely busy. I'm cashing in some right checks. Now. Right, uh, right, right. So no, uh, that's, that's always been, I would say probably since, I mean, my first job was pulling bumpers and door panels at 13. And ever since then, I've just- What been, was that first job? It was uh, my uncle's body <laughs> so shop. So it was a strip shop. <laughs> yeah, it was a chop shop. Chop shop? It, was chop east, shop. it was East LA in a dark alley. That sounds like a chop shop. It wasn't at all. It was in Orange <laughs> County by a Marine base. Um, pulling bumpers and door panels at a body shop that my uncle got me a job at during summer. Nice. Um, and ever since then, yeah, no, it's just been, it's been enjoyable to be able to take things apart, put them back together, yeah. especially for your friends. And then you get to go run out on the trail and see how they work. Yep. And there's always that little hint of fear in the back of your mind, like, did I torque that bolt right? Or is it, uh, did we tighten that line? Right. But then when it works out, there's that uh, sense of gratification and, you know, overwhelming joy. Like, yeah, dude, we did that in your garage. <laughs> and you, know you just climbed a mountain. <laughs> you just with it. You just climbed a mountain We just it. did a 400-mile road trip, and you didn't have a hiccup. That's right. That's true. That's That's a great feeling. You know that story actually reminds me of something we were talking about earlier. Water like, crossings? No, did you tie, did you <laughs> fuck water crossings, bro? <laughs> if yeah, you listened really, to the last yeah, episode, please listen. It's all about water crossings. All about water crossings. Um, no, <laughs> it's also about a an episode where Frank and Ali got into a little tiff and didn't see eye to eye because Ali was very interruptive. <laughs> but that's the reality of like when we go through these motions and we do what we do, it. Ghost, I mean, we deal with our real shit. Yeah, absolutely. There's real world life stuff. Like we talked about in the episode when we hit Arizona, right? Like yep. there's real stuff happening that it's, you know, this is the, it's, it's human, right? Where um, things kind of pile up and, you know, sometimes, a, a lot of times I think a lot of the stress that people kind of show and their, the, their, the friction that they have is usually not related to that exact moment. It's typically like other stuff in the fringes or in their lives that you're not aware of that's kind of going on. And so that's like, yep. You know, it's all about perspective and you know, people like, I think the successful relationships, whether it's a romantic relationship or a business relationship, a partnership like Frank or, and I, yeah. um, I have to make that clear. This it's a business, it's a business really weird, really quick. But 
<laughs> the, that, that's what happened. So in, welcome to Rick for Dirt. Um, we go on tangents here. Yeah. Uh, but like in any kind of successful relationship, um, and especially I find it with my wife, um, my beautiful wife, Ashley, um, is we'll go through and honey, I, if you ever listen to this, which you won't because you don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you if you, uh, if you actually ever listen to this, I say it in, in all the love is we tend to not always see eye to eye. And it's the, it's those moments where you get to like reframe what you thought the other person was okay with or cared about or was into, um, that allow you to grow too. And the relationship as a whole to grow. So for instance, like me and my wife will, like, I'll think she's fine and she's okay, but inside she's dealing with all kinds of shit and she's wishing I would do X, Y, and Z and I didn't do it. That's a, that's an immediate thing that ends up bubbling up boiling over and turning into a massive fight. Right. And, and probably not in a moment that's directly related to that. Like, right. Exactly. Cause she's been dealing with work and exactly. all kinds of other stuff. And so, you know, and not to, not to air our, our laundry, but I, I only bring it up cause I always think these types of things are like, so, uh, they're so connective. Uh, people tend to reach out to us and actually say that we spoke to something or some emotion or feeling that they were going through. Um, only because we took that moment to be a little bit like more open or more exposed than what we would think sh- we should be. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to, as far as the openness is concerned, like I feel like these are these are things that everyone experiences, right? Like, there's a commonality there, right? Like, these are it's not doesn't matter who you are, you're gonna ha- you you have to you're you're gonna experience a relationship trouble, right? And you know, you have to, you can't always take it personally, even though it is deeply personal. You know, you have to, you have to kind of understand that there's another perspective, another person with a different opinion and different experiences, right? That's coming to the table and, and having an issue. Right. And Do I think you guys want me to give you a minute? Yeah, I know. It, it seems like that. Um, but I think this opportunity, especially since it's back to back. So the last episode we did was whatever coming into this one it's like okay now we're on back on a roll and we're talking to you which we've actually been talking about wanting to talk to you for like a long time a long like time. months yeah. yeah but it's like we let's have get, busy let's, schedules let's, let's be get here. this shit cleared up that's true let's get let's get this out there i definitely let's don't not, work a shift the same as you guys <laughs> no we'll get to that yeah um but i wanted to take a minute or 20 to really hash out the fact that you know like even on Instagram, right, where you see these posts of these guys living their best lives, and the reality is, is they took all this time and effort to like take that shot that you think is like yep. amazing. Oh, totally, a hundred percent. The same thing goes with this podcast, bro. I mean, you got to understand if we get lucky, like at G Bash, we recorded three episodes, right, and then two weeks, three weeks, four weeks will go, an entire month or plus will go by. Before Frank and I will even fucking talk to each other. Yeah, and that's not because we're not friends. No, you're busy, man. We're yeah. busy, man. Busy like, life. And that's what I said a minute ago. I'm like, dude, yeah. we're all, we all have careers. Yep. yep. We all have families. Yep. We all have stuff going on. And luckily, you know, you guys have the meetups. Yeah, right? that's true. You yeah. have OC, which Frank, we I've created been, an opportunity for us I've been to going to for almost three years Matt is now. one of like the ogs like matt was going uh, when we were at tustin we were, in shimano. we were at shimano for yeah. a long time a few people yeah. yeah we i mean we started when we were at shimano i think like, the first one was like 12 people showed up yeah we, i would say 13 yeah that's yeah. so crazy and Local now 13. we're i mean look at it now like it's huge like it's funny because we did a so it'll be old news but by the time you listen to this but we did a takeover Right. With yep. a group of friends that actually started just with us, like yep. just as friends, just literally just people we knew, like awesome Matt cats. And John awesome cats. and Adam. <clears throat> me, Adam, and Olaf were actually like, I would say for me, in my entire like whole overlanding thing, that was the original trio. <laughs> well, Adam, Olaf, the, and the day I met myself. Adam, every man overland was the day you brought him to my house when we did that brake change. That's oh, right. Yeah. yeah, that was the first time. And huh? his iPad fell out of his car. Oh my God, into the, the sewer. Oh, that was it's like, how the fuck do you do that, dude? Fell into the sewer. First time I met him, never said a word to him. Who does that? He goes, can Adam. I borrow a pry bar? <laughs> I said, yep. yeah, man, here you go. And he just straight he up. comes out, gets the iPad. Went down iPad the manhole. works, 
And he goes, here's a dollar bill I found down there. I still have that dollar bill <laughs> hanging in my garage. So it's still there, stained with sewer. That's so <laughs> Hanging in my garage just because it's one of those memories. I did memories, not realize you know? that he pulled a dollar yeah, out of the sewer. It's That's still awesome. there in my garage from the That's day so that he dropped. The first day I met him, dropped the iPad. Not too many sewer. dollars like that. <laughs> Well, someone wasn't willing to go down there for mainly. I don't want to ever touch that dollar bill again. Right, yeah, there's that too. <laughs> it right? can stay on the wall. There's, that too. there's been a lot of a lot of things on that dollar. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah. So there's been. I think if it wasn't for Frank's original uh, meetup that he created, OC Rings and Coffee, which now has become something that's more of a partnership with RFDOC, um, I wouldn't even have the network that I have. Another beer. <laughs> Everybody thanks. I love you. Um, best brother ever. <laughs> grab two. Um, Ali says, "Grab another one." Like There's more in the cooler. When we come together and we spend time and we talk, that's when all the ideas come come to fruition. Hundred percent. That's when we start to like plot and scheme and come up with these ideas of like, hey, let's go on this trail or let's uh, let's spend some time this weekend and like help each other out. It's really cool, and I'm super stoked that uh, I don't even know how we got to this part of the conversation, but I'm just super stoked that we uh, met Matt and I became friends with him, and you were friends with him, and then we all became kind of friends together. Uh, super stoked you are about the it, man! Thank you, thank you. Um, nice, no. is that mango Wait, cart? At- I appreciate that. Really nice. Oh, I blame Ollie. So basics. What are you all about? Wait, hold on. What? I, what am I all about? You got a JK. Yeah, I have a JK. You? It's 2014. Mm-hmm. We hit 100,000 miles today. Today? That's right. On the Mojave That's so Road. so cool. Oh, dude, we were almost close. I hit 100,000 miles last week. Yeah. In front of the dealership you bought it from, right? Yes. <laughs> Good. The warranty How weird just is that? expired. Right? Yeah. Toyota said, Good You're luck. <laughs> you are dead Frank's to us. Like, I need to go said drive that a while back. Yeah. Anyways. Sorry, Jeep. I still love you. Um, no. Yeah, we hit 100,000 miles today. Don't call me. I'll call you. On uh, the Mojave Road, which I've never done the Mojave Road. I know oh, you, you're a first time. I know you're you excited about have. this trip, right? I've been planning doing this trip for a while. And uh, yeah, for my birthday weekend, I, I told the lady, I told my brother. Your birthday's over. We were saying. Yeah, we know. Uh, birthday was Wednesday. We got over that. Anyways. I was like, I want to go do this trail. That's what I want to go do. I don't care about anything else. Like, that's what I want to go do. I needed time off from work. It's been a while. Uh huh. Here we are. That's right. How, Luckily, how do you, you like guys so can yeah, join how's it, us. How's it been so far? It's been amazing. Are there any highlights so far? Uh, <laughs> highlights so far. Dude, the weather has been amazing. Right? This is definitely amazing. not what I was expecting. We yeah, were talking well, about that in the we last were all episode, too. freaking like, out. What? Last time we talked, uh, we were putting Kate back together yeah. so she could come to here. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dude, we were all freaking out. Oh, it's going to be rainy. It's, it's going to suck. Rainy. It's going to be cold. It's going to be in the 20s. It's going to be in the 20s. The high is going to be like 40. <laughs> like, I'm not cool. trying to jinx it, you know superstitious people around here guys right um dude it's been amazing is that a bus over there what is that no that's the that's the jeep over there no over there the light yeah yeah it's like one light that's jeff's jeep frank yeah calm down he has a lantern it's uh it's been there all night he's walking around right why does it look like he's two stories up because he has one on top of his jeep oh okay yeah sorry no it's been it's literally been there all night dude Sorry. It just looks like a like a building. You know, the one thing that the desert will do it will it'll fuck with mess you with your mind. Oh, it will. It definitely will. Um, Especially when you spend this much time outside here. You in the think desert. you get that used to it, and then you got somebody like Mike coming up to you, showing his iPad with like. I don't even want to like, talk about that. That's a whole different episode. Dude, I would yeah. say. That is a whole different episode. That's like that's uh, that's like a halfway unsolved mysteries, halfway like like ancient aliens. I was gonna say History Channel, ancient aliens, X Files. That's about right. Yeah. Um, it's, dude, the Mojave Trail, though, so far, has been sweet. Yeah. yeah. The trail, um, the dirt, everything, it's been fantastic. I've been trying not to get muddy, which is not normally my MO, but we've had to camp another night, so climbing on the car 
where my brother has not cared and decided to splash mud everywhere. <laughs> Welcome to death. <laughs> but his uh, his Land Rover has splashed mud everywhere, including my Jeep. <laughs> On top of your Jeep? Uh, yeah. Yeah, put some distance between you and your brother, bro. Uh, yeah. You can't always be there so close hey, behind him. I got to make sure my my brother's all right. He's my little brother. I know. Yeah, I care. I know. That's what I'm saying. You gotta like. You gotta give him some distance. You let him. Let him make his own mistakes. Also, though, um, we've rented the the trailer that Frank has right now. Yeah. And oh yeah, we were almost got away from this. We we already covered it. All right. I'm bro. sorry. I'm just saying that we've rented it before as well. Yep. And we enjoyed it. Okay. And actually being able to be behind Frank for a minute and watch it work. Because I have two daughters, as you know, young yep. young daughters, uh, three and one, well, almost one. We need something a little more other than the JK, just because there's not enough room. Plus, we have the two dogs. So trying to bring everybody, it doesn't really fit that yeah. well. Yeah, there's definitely those, there's those advantages to a trailer. 100%. I mean, aside from having a shelter, like a true shelter. Well, not only that, you could... I could put the dogs in the back and store all right. the crap in the trailer. Sure, I would. I would like the the opportunity. Um, I wish I had a trailer like you know those trailers where you could still put your uh, rooftop tent on. Yeah, like, turtle I mean, back. I enjoy. Or... I enjoy the square footage I get with yeah. my eighty inch tent. Like it's it's like a king size bed. It it's is huge. pretty huge. Yeah. So I wouldn't really want to give that up. And there's not a lot of uh, tent companies that match that square footage. Um, but what I what I would want to do is I would want to be able to keep that tent on a trailer get yeah. to where I was going no 100% with a trailer that I could keep up with whatever I was doing and then go on and go have some fun at night see and I was totally game for that until we spent a night in Ocotillo Wells with 35 to 40 mile an hour winds Yeah, and we happened to have this trailer it was, it was the same one that Frank has yeah it was good. This is Bravo. We had Alpha. Yeah. Same same thing though. Same thing. Yeah. Um, we closed the rooftop tent that we rented on top. Uh huh. And we were all able to sit inside. All inside of the inside of the trailer. Area. Yeah. Yeah. And we had a fire going right outside the door. So we still had a fire. It was nice, but we were in the trailer with no wind. Nice. That's awesome. And it wasn't until that moment where I was sold. I was like, we should probably get a trailer. And I'm not trying to be soft. You don't have Man, a bunch of I'll nylon. sleep on the ground. I'll sleep in a hammock. Like, I don't care. But when it comes to my two daughters, I would know. expect I wouldn't expect a lot more out of a longshoreman hey, um, hey, on, the whoa, do- on the crazy whoa. docks of Long Beach. Hey, dude, I work overnight. Don't hate the on reason, me. The reason why we have them on is Matt brings with them an, ex- an experience and a... A fact, a faction of our lives that we don't like consider. Um, when I say he's like the heart of America, it's like, it's like the inner cogs and gears and pieces that make this clock tick. That is the society that we live in. Dude, check out that light over there, flying by. <laughs> Fuck. There the is, one that's mounted to someone's head. What? <laughs> Is that a? It's an alien. Is that somebody walking? <laughs> somebody walking as a headlamp. This is what dude. happens. I'm pretty sure that's Jeff just People. hanging out by his jeep. <laughs> Jeff just walking around, dude. <laughs> the same spot you were looking <laughs> earlier, that and thing, I said that's Jeff's hey, jeep. That thing is going a minimum 400 to 500 miles an hour. <laughs> He's doing average human speed of two to three. <laughs> You're not allowed to have any more beers out of my You're cooler. You're done. You're also, cost, what's, also, what's in that beer? Across like, the what? desert. And we're out of um, whiskey, so you're oh you're gosh. done. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> that was such a cool Vodka little exercise in perspective. Here, yeah, totally, right. It, you know what it is? I think he's higher up. Like, yeah, he's there's higher there's up. So I'm like, Jeff is shit. What the fuck is flying across Jeff's the desert and then changing tall. speed the that looks like 30 g's, changing directions? Yeah, just like a straight. Rail. Anyways, the reason why we have Matt on is because he brings a piece of America to us that we normally don't see, and he's the guy who's up when we're sleeping and a and awake when we're asleep and or awake he's asleep when we're awake and uh and i've just always about like right after your dinner time that's yeah, about it dude i've always yeah. found like a real massive interest in this i i don't know what it is it's like it's and it has nothing to do with like any kind of guilt or like oh you're like doing this and i'm not i don't dude i i bring plenty um but you bring this like piece of perspective of what actually happens 
behind the scenes of uh, what makes the world kind of tick. And I don't know if you ever think about it that way, but you know, goods, goods are a huge part of like normal society, like getting our products that we consume and then sending them out. Um, honestly, yeah, there's that perspective because it, but because it's a day in and day out, you know, just as you know, you guys both have jobs. Um, there's some kind of complacency there. And then there's other things that you actually have to focus on that are more important. Right. Um, like for us, the number one thing is safety. There's uh, it's not just a cliche. No, it's, that's the number one thing is safety. Uh, our biggest concern is that all of our guys, I run, a, I'm well, I don't run, but I'm on a crew of eight guys. And our biggest concern is that every night or every morning in your case, everybody goes home safe. You know, right. all their fingers, all their toes attached. Do you guys actually have one of those signs that say X amount of days since the last injury? No, we don't. Okay. I'm just saying that's the cliche, right? Right. Like, that is the, yeah. No, we X do not. X amount of days since the last there person are lost that do his have that. Yeah, no, there left are, ankle. For sure. No, there are for sure. Um, but we do not. Uh. No. And, and that's the number one thing for us is is safety for the people that we're working with. Yeah. Um, we we have radio communication because there's a lot of times where we're working, there's somebody on the ground and there's another guy up in the crane. You don't have visual contact and you can't hear the guy yelling from 185 feet up in the air. Mm-hmm. See, you have to have radio contact. That's interesting. Um, so yeah, that's, I mean, it's just, it's, it is a job. It is what it is. Um, it's just different than what most people would think. And And I didn't think about it until I started doing it. Right. You know, I had no idea. You came from uh, building like superchargers on like marine ships. I, I have a different background. Okay. I would say. Let's hear it. Uh, you want full story? Why not? You want to hear full story? Sure. Absolutely. That's pretty cool. He's like, wait a minute. I want to hear, I want to hear about the fluids leaking out of the aircraft. (laughs) Oh, you want to hear that story too? Dude, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> it goes back far, right? So. All right, so I started working. There's as, people driving right now to work. They want to. They want to be distracted. <laughs> they have right? nothing else to listen to. I'm just kidding. I love both of you. Um, so I started wrenching Shit. for work around 13, 14 years old during summers at my uncle's body shop. Um did that for years moved on did a few other things and then in high school i got into an rop program where we had to go find a job to get high school credits and work for free and i worked at a place called baja shop motorsports in orange california and they built off-road baja race trucks truggies trophy trucks pre-runners baja bugs oh wow I mean, you name it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is true or not. But the <laughs> owner always alleged that his dad basically pioneered the first A-arm sand car. And I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I was told when I was growing up. I don't know, when I was growing up working there. And I started out as the first, I don't know, probably two months. The, uh, the owner would go open his toolbox and throw all of his tools on the ground and go put my tools back together. And that's how I learned all of my sizes. Oh, wow. Standard metric because they had to be in order by pretty much end of day. From there, um, like I said, I worked at my uncle's body shop. I went to UTI in Arizona for college. I got my associate's degree in diesel industrial technology. Um, and I went through a Cummins program. So I was, when I graduated college, I was able to be a Cummins mechanic with qualified certifications and able to perform warranty work by Cummins. I moved back to California out of Arizona. I got a job in San Diego working at a place called Propulsion Controls Engineering which I thought I was going to be working on yachts and things like that because it was a boat. Yep. Like, dude, you have a Cummins cert. And are a lot of those vehicles uh, diesel? Most of the uh, 
long hauls are all diesel because diesel holds up better in salt water. So that's why you found a nice niche in that market. Well, my biggest thing with diesels is while I was going to school, I was working on cars and I'm six foot two and I was too tall to work on most of the lifts. <laughs> so working under a car, my back hurt. Working over a car, my back hurt. Oh, wow. So were boats different? Uh, well, originally I thought I was going to work on like semis or something like that because I only really wanted to work on engines. Like engines were my passion. Right. Which is one of the reasons I went through the Cummins program because all I had to work on was engines. I'm happy to rebuild my 3.6 one day. Just I would love to put a Cummins in my JK. I'll tell you right now, if my 3.6 ever blows up, you're gonna Cummins, go diesel. Hit me up. I'm gonna put that <laughs> brake motor in my JK. <laughs> and if we can figure out how to do an adapter plate for a JL eight speed, no kidding. I'm yeah. for it. That transmission is 100% amazing. Hundred percent for it. Yeah. Everybody driving. stop listening right now. Go back, delete what you just heard so no one gets the same idea. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's what I want to do. Um, so I did that. I applied for a job in San Diego. I got a job, propulsion controls engineering. I thought I was going to be working on yachts. I got pulled off to the naval diesel side. Nice. And I worked there for three and a half years working on Navy ship diesels. Navy ships. Uh, yeah, across the country. There was a story you told me this today about uh when you would get flown out by the navy is that right uh the first time okay so the story is the first time i got i've ever flown on a helicopter i had been on a navy ship for three weeks mm -hmm. uh, we had we had sailed from san diego to hawaii we were doing engine trending so we were actually tuning the engine and they were flying us off the boat the boat was going to go to RIMPAC, which mm -hmm. is a naval exercise that they do in the Pacific Ocean every year. They flew us off to the, <laughs> the, the main island of Hawaii. And the, uh, yeah, the helicopter technician was like, hey, this is going to leak fluid. When it stops leaking fluid, let one of us know, because <laughs> then it's out of fluid. <laughs> and as mechanics that's like, like uh everyone looks at we're like hold goes, on uh, wait, what? wait what hold on uh and legit i was sitting in a jump seat like this it was like four o'clock in the morning yeah i was up till one helping with engine trending falling asleep the guy nudged me hydraulic fluid was hy hydraulic fluid was dripping from the ceiling no way past my legs <laughs> wow onto the floor in front and of my seat you were in you were in what i was in a hm60 helicopter okay and i was just sitting in a jump seat in the helicopter <laughs> waiting to get delivered and to a the jump seat's like one of the seats in the back that are just kind of it's a out. it's a it's a row up against the bulkhead okay. on well not the bulkhead but each side of the helicopter yep it's nothing you know nothing fancy, fancy yeah. it's canvas metal frame and there's hydraulic feel or fluid just dripping, from dripping in between my legs basically from the ceiling and they, like I said, they told me, they told me straight up. They said, Hey, um, <laughs> if this thing stops leaking fluid, then we're going to have a problem. But if it's leaking fluid, we should be just fine. Um, when this thing goes down, I said, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean? When? <laughs> what do you mean when this thing goes down? He goes, well, you know, physics say that this shouldn't fly. So eventually it's going to go down. But when it goes down. By go down, you mean you're going to bring it down. Like, like you're going to land it at our destination, right? Well, he goes, it may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. And I'm not saying that, like, helicopter technology is garbage. It's I'm just saying, like... Eventually. According to what I heard <laughs> when I was there at that exact moment in time, <laughs> uh, he was like, when this goes down. And we were all like, are you messing with us? Wow. We've been on board a naval ship for three weeks now, and you're yeah. telling me when this no, thing he's goes totally, down? Yeah, of course. I don't know if you're screwing me. I Whatever. I took it as, this is real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, and I have no control over it, so there's nothing you could do. You just hang out, sit there, and go, please land in Hawaii. Please don't be Which today. I've never <laughs> yeah. been before. I think this guy it was might be cool. a great troll. Oh, he definitely. He, yeah. he, was, he was definitely running a line on you, for sure. But yeah, so I... That's a story from that job. But that's actually, you know what? 
Sorry, not to go on a tangent, but this is the reason why I don't fly. What? Because helicopters. That's like, the reason you don't fly helicopters. No, no. Even oh, planes. you mean in general? Yeah, because the reality is, is these things are designed to be more comfortable, more adept at altitude than they are on the ground. I feel like Frank told that story earlier, and then uh, yeah. my girl Lauren was like, "Cool story, bro. Let's go down the trail." She's did, all shut the fuck did up. Did that happen? Go. I feel like that happened. That no, didn't that happen. didn't happen. Yeah, it was no. I feel like you're full of shit. No, that it totally was, happened. <laughs> it was no. it was at the last <laughs> That was, was totally like, that totally happened dude, today. It was straight up at the last stop and we were all having this like some like stupid deep conversation amongst ourselves. It happened and definitely after like, that. And Lauren's like, shut the fuck up, let's go. Cool story, bro. Yeah. Um but uh but yeah, I guess what I heard from one of you guys was that these these planes would be on the ground and just dripping fluids well it makes yeah, sense there was there was a guy who was working on the blackbird on it the makes, blackbird it makes okay. sense that's our 71 yes and so he was saying that yeah the, the the plane essentially is built for a you know supersonic high altitude speeds yeah. and so things and metals and materials you know they function differently which at makes altitude. sense because when you're at pressure yeah you're pressurized the tolerances you've got are tighter temperatures are drastic swings and you've got you know Atmospheric pressure is smaller than yeah. hot metal. So when you so when those things come to the ground, like they're just leaking everywhere. Like they're they're just expanding. Like, isn't that yeah. crazy? Like seriously, take a moment and think about the fact that here's a thing that actually is supposed to exist 30,000, 60,000 feet above Put the ground. Put it this way. Like, you know, like Air Force One, right? Yep. That plane could literally stay in the air almost indefinitely. What? Yeah. What do you mean indefinitely? Like it could just fly for days weeks it can refuel it can with refuel. another oh jet. you mean if it in had air, right. another jetliner if Correct. it right but if, if we yeah. were in a fucking shit it's the fan situation like it were a run out of jet fuel i don't believe that there's gonna be a jet retanker no no, no that's not the point <laughs> the point is they should have thought of that the, the, the point is is that if you're the, listening pentagon is that the airplane is in its element get another when it's runway flying, <laughs> right it's functioning as it should when it's flying and so sure. As long as it's You're being refueled, it's so, it's it's so, so reliable, reliable that yeah. it could stay just stay up there, right? It's the problems mostly occur when they're on the ground, like yeah, things where, are like the gravity is yeah, affecting exactly, things. Yeah, exactly it. Pressure is yeah. super light. Well, not only that, but when it's on the ground, that's when maintenance crews get to look at it. And, and they screw I'm it telling things. you that right now as a maintenance crew. Yeah, hey guys, everything works fine when, when it's flying? in operations and. No one from the maintenance crew is looking at it because it's running. And no one, yeah, no and one. And the bothered. operator goes, I don't give a crap because it's working. Oh, shit. <laughs> don't tell me that. I got to go to Seattle on the 24th, yeah, bro. I have so many trips coming By up. By the way, hey, guys, no, think about it like this. If you don't think about it like again. this, you can think about it at the, the smallest. Think about a taxi driver, uh-huh. right? The taxi driver doesn't work on the car. Right, he drives the car. But he'll tell so you as long as that car is driving, he'll he'll tell you if something's off, right? Will he? He should. He should. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Think about it like this: if that car is in the shop, he's losing money. Yeah. So, and I'm not saying that people disabuse their equipment. I'm just saying that there's a difference for someone who's working on it, who's looking at things. They're literally looking for defects. Right. right? They're looking for things to fix. They're looking. That's their job. Right. They're looking for defects this person versus a guy who is is keep it in the air going from point a to point b yeah exactly just to drive the thing punch tickets yeah he has a certain amount of checks okay great he's not getting inside the engine though he's not looking at inside i mean maybe he's looking but i mean you would would hope that he would be willing i'm just saying at the simplest terms a taxi driver isn't going to go out there and check his tire pressure. But he would say if something... He's not going to go check the oil. If, before, if the traction wasn't working very well in the vehicle. And if you're a taxi driver right now and you do check the oil, I applaud you. <laughs> my, Props to you, My sir. point is, is he's probably going back and telling them if something's actually wrong. But he's maybe not doing the preventative maintenance that you would expect him to do. I'm going to leave that comment alone. We'll talk about that later. Dude, <laughs> again, with the flights that we have coming up. I don't know about flight. Right. I'm not an airplane mechanic. I'm <sighs> just saying generalization. All right. Well, yeah. we might have to take a pause break because one, I'm going to have to pee. Yep. And two. We're going to get into it. 
we, well, I don't know. Well, I, I don't know, know what else. I don't know. There's not much about. to talk about, but yeah, go ahead. I, I mean, I've done a few things between here and there, but whatever. You know, let's do it. Go Bye. pee. We'll come back. We'll finish this thing off. Ten four. All right. That's a radio communication. In case you didn't know. <laughs> All right. So uh, Matt took a break, and we came back, and we all forgot about what we were talking about. Um, but the gist of it is, you've you've led a pretty heavy life into things that kind of keep things going. Um, but there's something that, like, I think originally got you into all of this, right? Um. Yeah, I mean, at an early age, I had a our best friends our neighbors growing up right mm-hmm. you got best friends in your neighborhood that you hang out with yeah, growing up i did and their parents were into you going to the desert and oh i didn't have those parents. riding i had the i had the let's go shoot guns parents which was really cool that hey, kind of hey, there's nothing me. wrong yeah. with that i learned that in my high school years uh with my girlfriend's father okay Back to <laughs> anyways offer. different story no more tangents Hey, you do it to yourself. Dude, we're at 50 minutes. Let's go. Don't hate on me. Come on. <laughs> uh, our neighbor, my neighbor, uh, Joe and Beverly, they got me into going wheeling uh-huh. and going out to the desert and camping. Um, and then from there, I don't know, I was just hooked. It was a nice reprieve. You got to see some really cool stuff that most normal people don't get to see. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean... Like we did see a Toyota Camry yeah. driving up the trail today, but yeah. it wasn't on trails that we were actually hitting. Right, That's it was true. a stretch of road. It was the it was a dirt road. Yeah, yeah it was hundred percent the, the, the um, access road. So I got into that, and then I feel like I talked about it earlier, but I was working at a off road race shop in high school because right. I was into the whole pre run Baja scene. We we talked about that growing yeah. up in Southern California, and uh, my lady. She wasn't down to go that fast. Uh, so she was down to go a little bit slower. And we actually, like you rented a Jeep in Hawaii, Frank. Oh, yeah. We rented yeah. a Jeep in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And we took the top off. We went wheeling in the freaking sand. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, almost got stuck. I ended up being able to reverse out after lowering the tire pressure, probably below what jeep would recommend on nice their sport their stock rims tiny tires their sport <laughs> jk yeah. rims 30 whatever's but i think they're like 31s like 30 nothing yeah, yeah they're tiny on street tires yeah exactly um getting caught in a rainstorm with the top off and being able to throw the freedom panel right up nice and after that we were uh we were kind of not sponsored by jeep by the way not at all i had a jeep before I had a, a 96 Jeep Grand Cherokee ZJ. Okay. But it was two-wheel drive. It had a little lift kit, nothing special, and we bumped work. around in it. There was a lot of work that had to be done. 100%. Yep. Um, and we found out we were pregnant with that Jeep in the middle of the desert. You weren't pregnant with a Jeep. You were pregnant with something You else. know what I mean. Yep. We were having child. We found out in the desert you were with while child. wheeling in that, the vehicle. that old Jeep. Yep. And then when we rented the new Jeep, we're like, we need to upgrade. So we got the JK. We spent, uh, I spent eight months researching to find something that had the right suspension and everything else. Really? Yeah. I I, I believe it. I mean, I'm not questioning it because you are the kind of person I would actually expect that from. Matt's pretty meticulous that way. Yeah. It was about eight months till I found something that was close to what I wanted. Um, I had built pre-runners in the past and lost my butt. Okay. on money and so yeah. this time like, i was like choices. you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna spend the money up front on somebody else's investment and then go from there uh-huh. and so far it's been three and a half years and I've we really joined. haven't had to do much of anything nice change the oil we put a roof rack on it some lights uh few other doodads leds yeah. headlights a lot of functional just just little stuff. little tiny things little because, fine-tuning because like your uh, drive train is pretty good yeah i mean we have j real drive shafts we yep. got trust and sleeved uh 44s it's a rubicon mm-hmm. we're on 37s we have the evo uh bolt-on coilover kit front and rear nice poison spider bumpers rock sliders body armor front runner rack KC lights, 
JW speaker head. Like, I mean, that's, that's, it's literally just a few dude, little things. I know. And most of those things were on it when I bought And the it. reason, yeah. like, the way that you end up with that is when you end up paying for everything yourself. And when you end up paying for everything yourself, you're actually spending the time truly researching and thinking, yep. meticulously oh, yeah. planning uh, what the f you're going to do, yep. right? And uh, I think that's what drew me to you when I decided to do my project. I'm like, oh, here's a guy. He thought all about that, 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 and that, and that's what I'm doing. Right, right. And I've always been very transparent. Like I said, Matt is the reason why I've decided to do the Smittybilt Atlas doorsteps, which have been like one of the most Those things are awesome. Popular are. things. Those things are awesome. Awesome. Yep. I kind of wish that, I hey, get they have a bottle there. opener on every step. Yeah. You know, which <laughs> I, I didn't wish. even know to like order them and they showed up at my door. I will never use the passenger, the package. passenger side. There's a bottle opener. Front. I, like, I didn't know bottle that. Bottle opener, yeah. <laughs> Good to know though. I might use a rear driver passenger side bottle opener, yeah. Legit had no idea when I ordered them. That's so they funny. just showed up and I read the package when they showed up and I went, bottle opener. That's a neat function. Because when you're wheeling, you're drinking. Well, you I actually <laughs> ran into uh, <laughs> one of the Smitty Built reps at a four-wheel parts show two uh -huh. years ago and I was talking about it and uh, he's like, what's, oh yeah, you, you like the steps? I'm like, dude, they're awesome. I love them. I mean, the actual steps themselves are great. Yeah. The bottle opener is garbage. <laughs> And he goes, nice. Because it, it spills your beer everywhere, right? It, well, it's not that. They don't really work that well. No, well, it, doesn't, every, it doesn't grab the cap yeah, very well. Yeah, you got to do like yeah. a two or three pump <laughs> to get them to oh, work, I right? It. No, I hate it hey, when they slide. It's like, not I've, cool. I've done it on the first pop, but it's like you. One of your four doors, it works right? No, no, no. Because that's what happened it. with no, mine. So no rear, offense. Again, Bill, rear again. driver's side door. Um, I popped the top. And every time, even if it's the front one or the rear one or whatever, uh, the beer fucking goes. Like the way that you have to like break it off the off the little like leverage of it um, sends beer everywhere. I've noticed that most of the Overland beer openers, similar to that, <laughs> even uh, Frank's. I think Frank has the front runner one, right? Uh -huh. Honestly, that that beer opener is you spill beer everywhere. Well, I I don't use it as a beer opener. That that bo beer that bottle opener that's on the rack, mm -hmm. it serves one purpose. What's that? And it's to hold my antenna when I'm off roading. Right now, if you look at it right now, my antenna, my my long um, ham radio antenna, because is just, it spills beer. It's when just you tucked it. in. It's tucked in. Uh -huh. Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely worthless as a bottle. He over. yelled at me one day. I <laughs> yeah. was like, "Yo, I'm gonna use your." He goes, "Don't do I it. Said, You're gonna spill beer all You're over." You're gonna my cover game. my window in beer. I'm not gonna be happy. <laughs> don't do it. Don't. Is do that it. a beer? Is a beer opener on the top of your? Uh, it's on the rack. It's on the yeah. rack. On the front yeah. rack. Yeah. Huh. So I strictly, if you look at it, if you go over there and walk and look at it right now, you'll see that my antenna is tucked into the <laughs> but, bottle opener. But if you use it, beer is going to get everywhere. Oh, totally. It's going to spill everywhere. The sad part is, is that that's like the world's most expensive antenna keeper. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, that rack is no joke. No. Get no. Smitty built door steps Dude. with half good yep. bottle Dude, opener. Everything else about that rack is Just phenomenal. The bottle we've, opener. Uh, we've moved up past Smitty built and we're not forward, front runner. Sorry. No, I well, know. You know what? I'm you just saying what, it, it kind of loops back, man. It I really kind of does. I kind of give him give him a little bit of slack because the FJ has a weird shape, the way that you know, kind of bulges out, right? So it's, the, the majority no. is that you can't get the bottle in there, yeah, because without hitting the body of the vehicle, like you can't mm. get in there enough. So I'm I'm hoping. So someone you're out gonna there, bolt that to my JK, and we'll see if it works out. The, uh, I'm, I'm just hoping that. That someone reaches out and says it works for me. Hey, let's because bolt I don't it to the JK. I don't know anyone that it works for. Hey, I'll take it. Let's bolt it to the JK, Frank, <laughs> and see if the angles on the JK allow proper beer opening. Maybe, but right now spillage. it's busy holding my antenna, and I'm not giving right. that up. So. I mean, I'll, I'll take the beer spillage if it works. It definitely works. It definitely grabs if not, the bottle cap. Every single door hinge Jesus. on the Jeep the is a beer. Where the hell have we gone with this conversation? I don't know, but we're drink We're talking about beer. No, I think you just said we're drinking. Um, that's maybe. Yeah, you I think waited. You guys waited to get me on this podcast after we drank. I don't know an entire bottle of whiskey. I think that's probably the right time. Fair yeah. enough. I'm not mad about it. Yeah, no. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. But I think we've definitely listeners. Beaten. If you wanted to hear me stumble, <laughs> you got it. Yeah, Here I think we've is. definitely beaten that one to the ground. So, on on that note, <laughs> uh, 
I think we should pay some bills. With so. one of our first sponsors. <laughs> no, Matt, go, dude. <laughs> Rigged. I love the fact that Rigged. Matt knows this. Rigged it's Supply. R I G D. Not like rigged for dirt. It has two G's and an E. And a D. Yeah, well, so does regular rigged, Frank. R-I-G-D. Not R-I-G-G-E-D. Okay, we got it. We got it. All right. R-I-G-D supply. Hey, so it's just time to pay some bills. One of our, uh, you know, first sponsors, Rigged Supply. Go check them out. If you haven't heard the podcast with Taco Dust, check it out. He's awesome. Luke Ronsky. Right? Luke Founder. Ronsky. The two guys, well, two of the guys behind Rigged for Rig Supply. See? You get, you're looking at me. I almost said Rigged for Dirt. I'm trying to sponsor you guys, too. This isn't working <laughs> I'm out. trying to sponsor you guys, too. <laughs> also, Casey Lights, they've been there from the beginning. Check them out. They got the new LEDs. They're sick. <laughs> Pro 6 light bar, we both run them. They're awesome. They light up the sky like the effing sun. Don't trust me? Come out. I'll show you. (laughs) And on that note, screw you both. I love you. I'm going to go back to drinking beer and sitting by the fire where it's warm. Thanks, Matt. We love you too, dude. That was awesome. I'm so stoked that he knows the way that we wrap this up. It's great. (laughs) Rig supply. Well, um, this drunken mess is has been awesome, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we're having a ton of fun out here, and we're going to continue this, like we said earlier, uh, tomorrow. And then we'll probably when we're in Death Valley, huh? We'll kind of to let everybody know kind of how it went. So uh, don't forget to look for us at rigfordirt.com. You can find us on the Instagrams, and uh, I'm Frank at Trucky the Truckface. I'm Ali at Kate the Jeep. Talk to you guys later. Good night.